Hello and welcome to the She Is Left Project. This podcast is dedicated to helping you heal from the challenging and painful relationship with your mother so you can finally experience the love you've always craved. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese. I'm a mother wound coach, author, and healer who believes tenderness and vulnerability are your true superpowers. Sis, it's time to finally heal your inner little girl so you can start thriving and not just surviving. Progressive, irreverent, and real, this podcast will have you laughing and crying at the same time. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the She Is Love Project podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnice. And today, we're going to be diving more into, how do I say, the, the trauma, the intricacies of traditional black parenting. And specifically, I'm going to talk about today being the obedient black girl, the obedient daughter and how the, um, that whole trope of obedience is really toxic, how, where it's formed, what it does to us and what we can do to regain our power. I realized like this week that I had identified as being rebellious you know, when people talked about, when people would ask me about my life and I would say, oh, I was a rebellious teenager. And what I realized was I was never a rebellious teenager. I was just unable to blindly accept things that did not make any sense to me when it came to my mother's rules and her perspectives and what her expectations were of me. And in my family, it made it look like I was, and let's see if my sisters out here can relate to any of these. I was, um, labeled as fast, rude, disrespectful, ungrateful, um, and of course rebellious. And there was this thing like, why you just can't just sit down and be quiet? Why you just can't do what you're told to do? And that expectation really robs us of some critical things that we need to have power and authority over our lives as adults. So I'm going to read the definition of obedience because you all know I love words and what words really mean. And when we use words incorrectly, we harm ourselves. And when we use words correctly, we free ourselves. So this is the definition of obedience. Willing to comply with orders or requests, submissive to another's will. For example, example, a docile and obedient dog. They did ask wrong for that example. Uh, synonyms are compliant, respectful, under control, docile, tame, meek, passive, and subservient. And what are the antonyms of obedience? Are you ready? Disrespectful, rebellious, and I think that's all I have. That's all I when I saw when I saw disrespectful and rebellious, I was like. Wow. 
And it's so interesting because we can get labeled those things for a lifetime, right? When, if you think about being obedient and you think about raising a child, I'm going to talk about again in the black community, what makes the mother wound different for the black from the black community is when you parent a black child, they never grow up. They are always your child. And there's never this space where we get to transition and to be an adult and be an authority figure in our own lives. It has been deemed law that our parents, our elders, those around us who are older than us and who parented us in some sort of way still have the final say on our lives. And because of that, we have to behave and show up and perform in a way that they approve of, because if not, we will be seen as these things that I just said, disrespectful and rebellious. We will be seen as ungrateful. We will be seen as rude. And there's nothing worse than being disrespectful if you're a black person. Like that's the worst thing you can be is disrespectful. I don't even know how it came to be like that. I take that back. I bet you all of this fucked up shit that we learned about how we should behave and how deeply ingrained it is in us is through slavery. It's through chattel slavery. It is through this idea that if we don't behave in a way that another seems deems as appropriate, we could end up dead. We could end up being sold off. We could end up being stripped of our clothes and had 20 or 30 lashes on our backs. We could be beaten. We could be raped. All of these things to put us in our place so that there was this sense of control and subserviency on behalf of enslaved Africans so that the white folks could be happy. So Massa could be happy. So that idea of being disrespectful and not honoring your elders or honoring your authority figures is something that is so, it is a part of our um, post-traumatic slave disorder that was um, directly brought into traditional black parenting because traditional black parenting American parenting is colonialized. It is rooted in the basis of uh, westernized Christianity. You your sin, you're going to hell. This, these deep ideas and ideologies around being punished. And those things are, they were formed in, in our households. And they never went away. And one of the biggest ones is this whole idea around being obedient. And why is it so important that black children are obedient? Why they, why they're seen and not heard again, this is still the, 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 the parenting tactics that were passed on to us from slavery because obedience, this is okay. Check this out. 
if someone, if I can get a child, so you have to, let's imagine, let's take it all the way back to the 1600s. Let's take it back to the 1960s. Okay. Let's just take it back a generation. If I can control my child, if I can get my child to be obedient, guess what? There's a greater chance that I can keep them safe, that I can protect them. That's the survival parenting that I'm talking about that was a necessity in the black community that then also created trauma in us, right? So we have a history of this whole idea of obedience and being respectful in um, in the black community and how children are seen, right? The fucked up part is, like I said earlier, we never get to grow up and grow out of that. And if we do things that are outside of what the elders or the community or our parents deem as acceptable, then we become ostracized. We are, um, I call it blacklisted in our family. We are shamed. We are talked about. Um, and, and that in and of itself is enough to pull someone back into compliancy. And I believe that this obedience is really put on young girls more than it is on young boys because of the lack of self-protection that girls have. Boys are, are, are bred to believe they are physically strong so they can protect themselves. Well, girls are, are not given that same ideology around you can physically protect yourself so you can take more risks. We're seen as uh, having less value because we're women, less valuable, less value because we're black. And therefore we have to be protected more and really learn to manipulate the system. I'm not even going to get into the manipulation of, uh, I'm not even going to get into that today. But what I, what I want us to realize is if you grow up and you're an adult and you don't own yourself, if you don't have autonomy over yourself mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually, how can you be running your life? How can you make choices that are rooted in authenticity? How can you make choices that are uh, genuine? How can you gauge if you're really happy if you have been taught all of your life that your job is to make other people happy with, which is, which is obedience. I, I want you to behave in a way that I say that you should behave. And if you don't, you will be punished as an adult. That shit is crippling because for one, you never got the chance as a child to be curious to be explorative, to be creative, to make mistakes because the demand was obedience, that things be done a certain way to meet the approval of your mother or your caretaker. So you didn't get a chance to ask questions about the world and how things work. You didn't get a chance to 
evolve naturally and come to your own conclusions. Your critical thinking skills are probably whack as hell because you didn't get the opportunity to form your own ideas and make decisions for yourself and decide what was good and bad for you. You didn't learn how to be accountable to your actions. It was just you being told what to do and what not to do. And that will leave you crippled as an adult because guess what? Now you're looking to other people. What should I be doing? You're looking to other people, comparing yourself to them, trying to get a uh, an honest, genuine read on who you really are, what you should be doing, where you should be in life, and what's the next thing you should be doing. If you were taught to be obedient there's a really great chance that you lack a strong inner guidance. Your intuition, you don't even know what that is because you never were given the opportunity to cultivate a relationship with yourself. And that is why the mother wound has to be healed. If not, you will go on living really as a shell, as a puppet of those who don't know what the hell is really going on in your life, what should be happening and where you should be going because only you have those answers. But you're afraid now, there's so much at stake, you're afraid to explore that. You don't know how to be curious. You don't know how to be vulnerable. You don't know how to be soft and tender because you don't even feel safe enough with yourself. You don't know how to discern. You don't know how to feel out things and you've never been granted the authority of saying, no, I don't like that. No, I don't want to do that. I think I'm going to make another choice. I changed my mind. You didn't get an opportunity. We didn't get an opportunity. Okay. These are all things like these are new life skills that I'm learning now how to be curious instead of automatically coming to a conclusion, even about myself. You know, this idea that I have to get it right the first time keeps me from trying new things. But then how can you learn a new thing if you're not willing to be bad at it from the beginning? If you were raised as the obedient little girl, there's a great big chance that you didn't get a chance to explore like that. And you didn't have someone who could validate you and see you and say, Oh, I see how you came up with that. Oh, that's an interesting thought process. Well, look at that puzzle. I wouldn't have drawn that. That is a really interesting thing. Let me see you do that again. Wow, you're really getting good at that. When obedience is the priority, we're robbed of that creativity. We're robbed of building that relationship with ourselves and we're it creates a fear in us. That to me is where we get a lot of anxiety. We get a lot of ADD, a lot of ADHD because there was no grounding for us. There was no steadiness of us um, opportunity. There was no steadiness of opportunity for us to be who we are. Because if you're learning to be yourself, you can't always be obedient. You can't always be compliant because you're not always going to agree with the way 
others do things, right? And you have to be, you have to have the opportunity to do that so you can be a healthy person. So you can be emotionally well, so you can be mentally healthy, so you can know how to trust yourself, right? So I wrote down some things now about how to stop being obedient. I know, right? I love it. And this isn't about behaving in a reactionary way. Cause a lot of times, including myself, the rebellion wasn't me being disobedient. The rebellion was a reaction to having to, um, comply when it didn't feel right to me and me finally wanting to make decisions for myself, but I had been held back so long and I had no practice that when I ran away from home at 17, I was a wild maniac. I was like, oh, I'm going to do what the hell I want to do every, every kind of way. Right. But that wasn't the, the best way either, because I'm still behaving in a reaction to having to have, have been taught to be so obedient for so long. So here are some ways you can stop being obedient. Um, I mentioned this earlier, get curious, begin to ask questions, ponder on people's answers. So let's say you're having a dialogue with someone and they have an opinion that's different than yours. Instead of you saying, no, that ain't right. And you assuming that yours is correct. Ask them questions. Well, what made you come up with that? What, tell me more about like your perspective and how you came to that conclusion. That's interesting because I see it this way, but I'm, I, you know, you, I still may agree with you, disagree with you in the end, but I think it's interesting to see how other people come to conclusions. That's how we can break out of this right, wrong, yes, no mentality and grow and expand, right? Don't be so quick to draw conclusions, questions, question everything, including yourself, question your own ideas, the things that you say you like, the things that you, that you want in your life. Ask yourself, do I really want that? What makes me want that? When am I most happy? What are some things I've always been curious about, but I haven't tried? Why not? Get curious with yourself and start to open that up without judgment. There's a lot of shame and judgment attached to obedience. So if you want to break out of that, you also have to give shame and judgment a break and give criticism a break when it comes to um, that inner inquiry right? You're going to, you have to give yourself the permission and authority to be honest. Even if it's with yourself to say, Hey, I really been wanting to try this thing, but I'm scared to talk about it. If my mother knew I was thinking about this, she would disown me. My friends would think I'm crazy. I don't even know how to talk about it, but something about it keeps calling to me. I'm going to explore it. I'm going to give myself permission to explore that. And I, and I don't have to come to a conclusion. That conclusion is what fucks us up. When we think we have to know what it looks like at the end, you have no idea what it's going to look like at the end because you're not going to be the same person at the end. Right? So that's one. Two, I want you to try new things 
doing this podcast is a new thing. I get nervous and scared every time that I'm not going to have anything to talk about, that the shit is not going to make any sense, that it's going to be all over the place, that nobody's going to understand what I'm saying. And so even today, because I was starting to procrastinate, I was like, why don't you release yourself from this requirement you have to make a great podcast and just do the damn thing? You made a commitment, so your job is to do it. Don't worry about everything else. You will get better the more you do it. It's okay. Again, this is the reparenting I talk about. This is how I talk to myself. It's okay. Lower lower your, your standard and your qualification for good, sis. We're just learning. We're constantly learning. So find something that you would like to do and not, don't make it about you got to make money. You got to commodify it or you want to see how good you're going to get at it. Just something that you would like to try and just enjoy that and, and live through the mistake of it. Live through the being really awful at it and enjoy it. And instead of looking at the finished product of a thing, be observant of how you feel when you're doing the thing. Are you in the moment? Do you feel like yourself? Are you relaxed? Have all those thoughts you had in your mind subsided? Wow, maybe that's the point of it. Does does something you may have been worried, you were worrying about the conclusion, the answer came to you and you're like, oh, wow. Okay, I know exactly how to handle that situation. Try new things. Even if you never get good at it, this isn't about This isn't about that. It is about, again, that inner exploration and finding out who you are and continuing to build a relationship with yourself. Um, And this is the third one. And this may be the most difficult um, thing I want you to do. But if you want to stop being obedient, you're going to have to stop trying to please others. You're going to have to stop approval seeking because that is the habit that's created in us. That is our pathology. Please others, being dual-minded, feeling responsible for other people's emotions, shape-shifting. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to show up this way with this person so they'll approve of me and then when I go over here, I'll be this way. All the while, guess what you're doing? You are abandoning and rejecting the little girl inside of you. You are sending the direct message that she is not enough the way she is. Oh my fucking God. Who did that to you? Somebody did that to you when you were a child. Somebody made you feel, your mother made you feel like you weren't good enough the way you were and you needed to change. And so now you've turned that inward on yourself and you've become the villain to your inner little child. Every time you make someone else's needs and desires a priority over your own, you are abandoning and you are rejecting the child inside of you and you are the the perpetrator. You are the culprit. You are the one that's fucking up. You can't even take it back to what your mama did because now you're the one doing it to yourself. Okay. I know that's a little harsh, but y'all know how I do it. You've got to understand this. There's no time to waste. I'm so really, and I, I probably say this a lot. 
you don't have time to waste. You don't have time to put this down and say, I'm going to come back to this later. This is the time to get your shit together, to put yourself first, to live the life that you're meant to live and healing this mother wound, getting this, stop avoiding it. Stop pretending that it doesn't exist. It's time to get to the business of healing this because there's so much life to be lived. There's so much that we're leaving on the table. You're leaving money on the table. You're leaving joy on the table. You're leaving peace, happiness, fulfillment, brilliance on the table because we're afraid to take our power back because of how it will upset the dynamics in our family or because we're afraid to soften because we don't feel safe enough because we've been hurt so bad by our families. That's why this healing process is so important. And this is how you can start to do that. So, um, yeah, that's really all I came to say. The obedient little black girl, she's got to go. She has to grow up. You have to give her permission to grow up make decisions, take control of her life, be the authority of her own life, of her destiny and of her story. If not, you can't keep blaming others for not showing up for you. You can't keep blaming your mother for what she didn't do and what she still isn't doing when you are in a position to make the changes that are necessary, right? So I think that's all I have. Um, I love y'all. And, um, I'll be back next week. I'm getting, you know, this podcasting is, it's, it's starting to grow on me. I'm, I'm, I'm got a little system going to help me. Um, if you are, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go over there and check me out. I am Jennifer Arnice. Um, I'm also on YouTube at Jennifer Arnice. Uh, check the show notes for those links, check the show notes for my free healing guide to, um, start healing from the toxic and painful relationship with your mother. It'll also put you on my, uh, my mailing list. So you can know about events that are coming up, classes, promotions, um, all those different types of things there. I love y'all. I will be back soon. Um, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself, love on yourself, trust yourself, do something this week that shows that you trust yourself. Okay. And I'll see you guys a little later. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the She Is Loved Project Podcast. Every week, I'm committed to reminding you that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and your favorite platforms. And if you're feeling really supportive, click the link in the show notes and consider supporting me via Patreon. This community support goes a long way. Thanks so much and see you next week.